So how many more of these games are we going to get in Soldier Field? I don't know. doesn't sound like too many, but it, then it makes you wonder uh, how many of these games are we going to have with Aaron Rodgers at the helm at Green Bay. Like the, the idea that, I don't know, five years from now, this rivalry game will not be played on the lakefront. That's like I mean, it's been played on the lakefront <clears throat> for like legit a hundred years. Yeah, it's what a fun week though. It just it builds up the anticipation, and I know that the Bears haven't had much success against Green Bay, but you know, well, you mean twenty one and five? Yeah, but you know what? Any given Sunday, hey, you know, that's you, right. You got to play the football game. So, so. what's fun is um, my superintendent is a huge Packer fan. She's also my second grade teacher. Well, our assistant superintendent is, much like yourself, a less fortunate Bears fan. Um, and they came over today, and we, we, we made reckless wagers. Yeah. Just complete reckless I wagers. Mean, how do we not have something? We got to well, have so something. So you, you and I will figure out something. So yeah. here, here's what ours are. So next week we go on fall break. So I gave him 10 points. So I get Packers minus ten. 10? And a half. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get that? No, no because that's oh. the only way he would do this. And so what I said was, all right, all right, fine. If the Packers cover a minus ten and a half, you must send out a picture to the entire corporation with a cheese hat on your head, Ooh. wishing everyone a happy fall break. Oh. However, if the Packers don't cover minus ten and a half. I will have to go into his office and in front of like some bear, whatever, uh, have to sing a rousing rendition of oh. Bear Down, Chicago oh. Bears, <laughs> and then send that out to the corporation. So like, there's no money involved at all. But it's that's awesome. It's just, that's it's those are the wagers. To, you know, like try to get you know, like wish our teachers a happy fall break. Yeah, because, that's awesome. I mean, hey, teachers deserve a fall break. No, right I now, can't wait more than ever. So uh, with that, welcome to Rivalry Week. Uh, for us here at LR Weekly. Uh, looking at week six uh, in the uh, in in front of us, week five behind us. Um, and, and I think we have to uh, cover the big elephant that's in the NFL room right now, and that is the resignation. Do we call it a firing? Cause no, I, think- he, I mean, technically he resigned. So, I mean, right. like, we, he, he's probably one of those he was asked. To resign. It was either you resign or we fire you. Right. Take your pick of Raiders coach John Gruden. Um, sent some things in an email about a decade ago that <clears throat> just you yeah, can't say. Right. And in today's day and age, it's, you know, everybody's a little bit more conscientious of how they say these things. And um, it's just the things that he said are not okay. Like, you, you can't excuse them. No, you like, can't. Like, there are some things, okay, political correctness aside, I you and I are not the most politically correct individuals. Correct. I, However, when you start talking about racial things, when you start talking about homophobic things, like, you, you just, number one, you shouldn't say that. Right. Like, it makes and, you a bad person. Right. Well, and here's the thing, is that you are not just a ordinary Joe. I mean, John Gruden is... A household name for football fans. Everybody knows who John Gruden is. He's a leader of men. Well, supposed to be a leader of men. And um, supposed to be turning around this Las Vegas Raiders team, which I truly thought he was doing. I mean, they were really lining up, playing good football 
through the first four weeks of the season. And um, I just, it, I think this sets the Raiders back a step. You know, now you're going to have an interim head coach. You're going to be searching for your next head coach in the, and I think this is, I want to know, and, and I, this is something I, I probably should have looked up, but how this has got to be one of the earliest firings in an NFL season. And, and I think that was one thing their uh, GM came out, talked to the media for the first time since this whole thing happened. And, you know, he said most of the time when you're talking to an interim head coach, you're, you're normally week 14, 15, 16, somewhere along those lines. You know, at that point, dude's bags are already packed. Everyone's already, you know, getting everything ready to go. Season's pretty much over. But he sat there and he was like, listen, like we, they're one game out of the playoffs right now, you know, out of their division lead. They're one game out of their division lead. You, we, that, this can't be just your normal interim tag. This is something that, you know, you have to take care of quickly. And the, the thing that, you know, always just, it blows my mind constantly is people who seemingly are surprised that things that they have said, things that they have done, things that they have posted, find a way to come back into the light. So you want to hear, I just was able to look this up. Thanks, Google. Um, the last earliest firing of an NFL head coach was also an Oakland Raider head coach, who is currently a college football coach, once coached under Nick Saban, who is it? Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. 2008 started 1-3, and three, fired, and then they ended up finishing 4-12. and 12. So, I mean, you look at this situation, and I mean, the, the thing is, is that it's just a mess. Yeah. And I mean, Gruden, I think it's pretty safe to say his career in the NFL is done. Yep. I, I would think it's pretty safe to say any on TV is done. I you can't say the things that he said. Yeah. I you, you just can't. And I know, you know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, jumping on the oh well the NFL lets people, you know, beat their wives but then fires Green like neither one of them are okay. Yeah. And and I think the NFL does have a little bit of an issue on their hands with the inconsistency there that, hey, you know, you can punch your wife in the face and then you're still welcome in the NFL. But if you say some stuff in an email that you shouldn't say, you're mm. you're going to get blackballed. Right. I think you look at, but then you also go to the other side of this. You have Colin Kaepernick who, with I, he's blacklisted. Do I necessarily think that Cap was a great quarterback? No. But when you're telling me that, Taylor Heineke, and you go down the list of past New York Jet quarterbacks who had a job when Colin Kaepernick didn't. And, and I think there is. There, there's a double standard there that the NFL is going to have to address and address quickly. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to keep harping on the subject. I mean, I don't really think you and I talking about it you know, we both are just like, yeah, you can't say it. Yeah, and it's... There's your consequences. Yeah, and I think really at the end of the day what I think is that it's unfortunate for the Raiders because it's just not a good position to be in with an interim head coach five weeks through the season. Not ideal when you are trying to build something in Las Vegas. And I mean, it they really do have the pieces to be a good football team. Yep. And 
this really does put you a step back um, because now it forces you to start over trying to find that next guy to lead your football team. So, And I think that that's probably a little bit harder said than done. Oh, no doubt. Um, There's a lot of swings and misses in NFL coach fire, uh, hirings. I mean, that you think you got the guy and then you go through a season and you're like, oh, maybe we swung and missed on this one. Kind of like what Jacksonville's feeling right now as well. Right. So. Well, I put a bow on that. Gruden's fired. Raiders. You combine that with what we're going to touch on when we go to our rivalry roundtable. They did not look good. And you, know, and, and, and you have to wonder how much of a distraction this was. And I'm not going to say that that's why they played as poorly as they did. But when your coach comes out and they knew about the things that he said... Yeah. That that that's tough. Hey, you know what? There's something to be said that John Gruden's last game that he coached was a loss. To the was Chicago a loss Bears. to the Chicago Bears. So we'll, we'll stay in the West, but we'll move to the NFC West as we start to just quickly recap some of these games. Um, Rams and Russell's Wilson's birds. Well, they're Geno Smith's birds yeah, now, and I think this is now a two-team race in the NFC West. I yeah. think. What's very clear is that you have the Rams, you have the Cardinals, who we'll get to in a minute, and there's a huge gap, and then you have the Seahawks, and you have the Niners. Yeah, and I think Seattle without Russell Wilson is something that Seattle fans aren't going to like. I don't think... Now, Geno Smith looked very good on that 99-yard drive that he led. Um, scored a touchdown, got him right back in the football game, and then he made a bad pass. I mean, the receiver fell down, um, kind of slipped coming out of his route, and he threw that pick at the end when he could have let him down the field. But, um, yeah, Seattle's in big trouble right now. The Rams, again, not looking so dominant on the offensive side of the ball. Granite, you play in Seattle. Seattle's not an easy that, place to tough. play. I don't care who you the twelfth man is. The real deal. It, it, it is a legit home field advantage, yeah. and I really don't think you have too many of those left. Which we'll get to with what the Sunday night game was. But I mean, the, the Rams looked like they 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 will get it going on offense. Yeah, Stafford and. All those, they will get it going. Yeah, Woods, 150 receiving yards. I mean, that's the thing. Pick your poison. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You know, they get Daryl Henderson back. That's a tough, you know, even Tyler Higby on the, uh, from the tight end position. That's a tough football team. Um, so, yeah, I think it's time to panic in Seattle. Now you're going to have to play football games without Russell Wilson and, it's gonna be, and t- no one wants to do that. No, and and nobody wants to watch that either because it's, gosh, it's so fun to watch Russell Wilson. I am a huge Russell Wilson fan, and I just love his energy, the way he goes about his business, and um, I love the Go Birds after every or Go Birds Go Hawks at the end of each you know interview he does, and just. I, I love Russell Wilson. It's very upsetting to see him get hurt. It's definitely going to affect Seattle, and it's definitely going to affect that NFC West race now. Another place where I wonder if it's panic time is the Jets. I Okay, the, the, the Jets are a bad football team. That's fine. But they're 
supposedly franchise quarterback. I did you get up and watch that game? I, I watched some of it. Okay, I mean I I woke up. I don't know why I was so excited to watch that game. I think it's just because it's like it's London and it's different, right? And it's just like hey, you get up in the morning. And you literally have football that's going to take you... To, it literally was 30 minutes before the noon game started. So it's like a football game that leads you directly into the noon games. You cannot beat that. But the game itself... I mean, Atlanta had that game handled... I mean, it's 20-3 to at halftime. Right. You think the game's over. Um, Zach kind of leads them back a little bit. But he, he just makes some bad decisions. And bad throws, and it's definitely signs of a quarterback that is not NFL ready yet. Um, I mean, I, he only had 166 passing yards. Yeah, he he, I, he. That's not, and that's against a bad defense in Atlanta. Right, and it's just, um, I is it too early to panic though with rookie quarterbacks? I that's what I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean. <clears throat> And I get it's London, so you have all that time change. You have all the travel. It's a weird week. But the thing with me is he just does not look comfortable on an NFL field. Which where I turn around and I look at um, Justin Fields, and I feel like he at least looks comfortable on an NFL field. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at... Some of these other rookies, Trevor Lawrence does not look comfortable on the NFL field. Granted, that might have more to do with the fact that he's playing in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, I I just I I don't know if if he's ready. Let and I mean, you look at okay, so they took a chance on him coming out of a sub FBS school. I I mean I. I just I don't know. I look and if you're only mustering 166 passing yards as a team against the Falcons, like if they're over there and they're playing the Bills or they're playing the Bucks or they're playing the Rent, they're playing a stout defense and you're only putting up 166 yards, fine. But it's the Falcons. Yep. Now you go to the complete other side of that. Matt Ryan. 342 and two tutties. Right. Vintage Matty Ice performance in the first half. I just, if I'm the Jets, I have they, it's almost been like a decade of letdown for the New York Jets. Right. And so I, I worry there. Uh, Vikings and Lions, <laughs> man, all, just Detroit football. Okay. Now, Detroit football. Can you. Imagine being a Detroit fo- I just I know we literally say this every week. Every week. But after this week, when you go for two, you get it, and you're not going up against like, oh well, you left too much time on the clock for Kirk Cousins. Are you really feeling that way? No. Because I'm not. But you let them drive down the field, kick a field goal for the win. I am if you're Detroit and you're Dan Campbell, like what do you even Dan Campbell is getting those guys in positions to win football games against halfway decent teams. They should have beaten Baltimore. They should have beaten Minnesota. They had a chance of beating Green Bay for the first, what, 25 minutes of that football game and then just fell off the face of the earth. They had a chance to even beat the Bears. I mean, the Bears didn't blow them out by any means, but it's just... 
Lions gonna lion, man. It's, and I mean, I think that's where we're at. Like, it's just you expect it all, right? Like, you have to. And I mean, all right, the the stats aren't great. Like Jared Goff, two hundred three yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. That's not good enough. Yeah. But again, like you look at Jared Goff with the Rams and Jared Goff with the Lions, honestly, isn't too different. No, it's just now he's throwing to guys that you've never heard of before. Because now you don't have the weapons that he had in LA right. to cover up those holes. Right. And I just I the Lions, I, I don't know where you turn. I you only give up nineteen points at home or on the road to Minnesota. And it's not good enough to get a win. I what more that defense can't do anymore. I mean, you hold Minnesota to six points in the second half. Six. Two field goals in the second half. And your offense can't get it done. It's good enough to win the football game. It's Detroit just, football. Yep. But hey, what how do you feel about the Minnesota Vikings? Nobody cares about the Vikings, man. <laughs> like, you gotta win on a last second field goal at home. Yeah, just take your purple pants and your skull chant. Dude, skull. Yeah, you're terrible. Nobody likes you. Just absolute garbage franchise. They've literally never won anything. <laughs> like, I make fun of you because, like, the Bears haven't won since 1985. Like, the Vikings haven't won. Like, the last time they were, I don't know. I just, so annoying. Their stadium's gorgeous, but. Yeah, that is a sweet just, stadium. Just as a franchise, what a lousy, horrible franchise. Steelers, uh, Broncos. I, the Broncos are who we thought they were. Yeah, like we talked about, like, hey, the Broncos are three and zero. Okay, but the Broncos three and zero was against three teams that were combined zero and nine. Right, and now we said we didn't know who was going to be at quarterback. You know, they had Teddy Bridgewater, and I mean, two eighty eight. That's you know, it's not an awful line, um, but. The two touchdowns, one interception. Um, man, Sutton had today seven receptions, 120 yards, touchdown. But Claypool, my receiver that I took out to put in Joe Mixon on my fantasy team because I heard That's Joe Mixon's coming back. He's playing against the Packers defense, right, 25th, and blah, blah, blah. Great, I'll put him in, take out Claypool, who drops five receptions, 130 yards. How do you feel about that? Um. Well, it didn't matter who I played because I had Russell Wilson who got hurt. Okay, and I had Saquon so, Barkley right. who got his ankles the size of Texas. So Now, I, I want to look at something from the Steelers' standpoint here. Najee Harris is a problem. Yeah. He's a problem. Mm-hmm. 122 yards and a touchdown. He's a problem. Almost vintage Ben. Almost vintage Ben. 15 for 25, 253, two tutties. And importantly... No picks, no turnovers. Ben took care of the ball. If this is the steel, if I'm the Steelers fan, I am now cautiously optimistic. Yeah, because I think what you saw with Colts and Ravens that the Ravens struggle. They struggle. I mean, they've struggled. Browns defense, like. They haven't really stopped anyone except for the Bears this year. So, I don't know. Steelers? Something? Yeah. Something? It, but it's something they needed. They needed they, this win. Right. They, they um, need a get-right game. Yeah. And everyone needs a get-right game during the year. Yeah, and it's unfortunate they lost Juju to that injury. Um, I don't know how much that's going to hurt them. 
Um, they still have Washington. They still have Claypool. And like you said, Najee Harris is quite the weapon on the ground for them. And if Big Ben can just take care of the football and make the simple plays, I think Pittsburgh's defense now finally starting to get healthy. Um, I think it's they're, they're back in it now. You have to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, because you look, okay, Browns, 3-2. and two. Ravens are 4-1. and one. I don't really buy the Ravens right now. I well, mean, if you if you struggle at home against the Colts and the Lions, I, I don't know if I buy you. So I think that four and one could be a little deceiving. So if you're the Steelers, you're you're two games out, yep. and you have plenty of time to make that up. Uh, Bucks and Fins is going to be a really quick recap, kind of like it was for the Dolphins last week. The Dolphins are very very bad at football. Yeah, Tom Brady's the goat. And Tom Brady is very very good at football. Four hundred eleven yards, like. <laughs> it's almost like he's just like when is he going to stop is my question like he's better early this year than he was last year and he was really good last year I mean 411 yards and the man is like ancient five touchdowns five touchdowns five of them Antonio Brown seven receptions 124 yards and two touchdowns that's Pittsburgh Steelers in his prime, Antonio Brown. Here, here's the thing that gets me: the Bucks had two wide receivers with over 100 yards. You that that doesn't happen. No. So you have two guys with over 100 yards. Then Chris Godwin had 70. So I, he has so many weapons. And the thing is, Gronk didn't really do anything. And they're putting up five touchdowns. Well, Gronk's out. He's hurt. So you're telling me that with no Gronk, 411 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, and that's the thing. You get Gronk back and... And now all of a sudden, who are you going to cover? Right. To pick your poison. And then the thing that kills me is that you got Leonard Fournette who can run the ball. Yeah. I This Bucks team, I'm going to go out on a limb here, they are the odds-on favorite for me to win the NFC again. Yeah. I mean, I just... I don't... And okay, probably an overreaction. When you play Miami without Tua. Correct. Um, and like all that is fine and good. I got no problem saying that I'm probably overreacting to this. But I no one has stopped this offense. Right. It, and it's it's so hard to. It's just like you said, so many weapons for Tom. It's Tampa Bay now. It's they're they're the odds on favorite in the NFC. That defense is tough as well. You got both sides of the ball working for you. You're in good shape in Tampa. Because I think the only thing that they're going to be playing for is whether or not they get home field throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Because the the, the division is over. Yeah. Because I think we see with the Saints and the football team, I the Saints. Is there a more confusing football team <laughs> than the New Orleans Saints? No. You just... It's... You know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde every week. When I'm surprised it, you know that reference. Hey, give me some credit, okay, all right? Okay, I'm, I'm giving you some credit right now. I'm saying I'm surprised you knew that reference. But it's, and especially with Jameis, it's, you just truly do not know week to week what you're going to get. This was his best performance. I, statistically. I, least, statistically. Yes. I, obviously, you had the Packer game where he threw five touchdowns. But 279 yards pass. I just... I don't know. And honestly, it's the same thing with the football team. I don't I don't know what they are either because there are some weeks where the football team's defense is standing on its head, just 
crushing everything that's in sight. And then you have New Orleans, who has struggled on offense, who goes out and puts 33 points on the board. I I don't know what to make, honestly, of either of these teams. And I will say this. That's not a good thing now, week six. Right. Like, we're, it's no longer early in the year. Like, after this week, we are a third of the way through the football season. Right. And I don't know what either one of these teams is. No, it's – and it's – it's just head scratching, and I mean Washington. You know, you do understand that you're going to get this with Taylor Heineke week to week. You just, you know, you're going to have to have your defense has got to play better, though. I mean, you can't be giving up 33 points yeah, to the Saints. To the Saints, it's just, you know, I, I, what are the Saints? I don't. I still, like you said, I don't know. I don't know. And here's the other thing that really is surprising. Like, Alvin Kamara's been, like, crazy quiet on this offense. Like, I understand he scored a touchdown rushing. And I know he's... Well, he had two touchdowns. But, like, he's not having his normal, like, three, four touchdown game. 100 receiving yards, 30, you know, 30 targets and all this crazy stuff that he used to have with Drew. But I think Drew is so like stuck on the check down pass. Well, Drew, Drew, he, Drew Brees was on a different level. Yeah, and I, I don't know. And, and the thing is, if you look at the NFC as a whole, what is the NFC right now? Yeah. I mean, you have the Cardinals, Cowboys, Bucks, Packers, Rams that are sitting at four and one. Okay. I would say, yeah, you can probably pick your NFC champion out of those five teams. And you're pretty safe. I mean, I just want to record and say, I think the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC. I'm going to stick with that until something proves me otherwise. But then you look. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams at either three and two or two and three. Could, what What's the six, three and two team? I was just wondering. No, there's only three. No, I'm saying the you said there was five teams that are four and one. What's the six teams sitting at the playoffs right now? Right now, it's the Bears. Oh, I was just you know I was just, I was just asking. That's all. I was just okay, asking. but okay. So here's the thing, though. You want to say that about the Bears, but you just sat there and said you don't know about the New Orleans Saints. So then you don't know about the Chicago Bears because they have the exact same record. Well, no, but here's the thing: the, the Bears are consistent on the defensive side of the ball. They're, I mean, yes, they still have questions on the offensive side of the ball, but, I mean, week to week, you truly don't know what you're going to get from the New Orleans Saints on either side You don't side know what you're going to get from the Bears either. You're going to consistently get a good defense every week. Besides the, Sa- besides the Saints game and, and the first game. But since those two games, ever since then, they've been consistent on the defensive side of the ball. The Bears? Yes. The first three games, they gave up, like, 75 points. Okay, but I'm saying they're starting to get right now. Listen, we'll talk about that later, but... um, Oh, my goodness. Like, you're already delusional. Anyway, okay, (laughs) moving on. Uh, Eagles and Panthers, Carolina is in serious trouble. Uh, You know what? Um, I thought this was a game. We had this game on. Obviously, my, my buddy Jason's a big Eagles fan. And um, we all thought, like, he even said, he was like, eh, this is just a game to see, like, how we perform on the road. Like, he was just so, like, had given up on the game. Like, Carolina was, like, in a clear-cut, like, 
I think that live on FanDuel, they were like minus 750 at one point. And then all of a sudden, um, Sam Darnold threw those two interceptions. And then next thing you know, you blink. And the Eagles took the lead. And we're like, what? What's going on? Um, um, I'm actually, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think the Carolina Panthers are in big trouble. I just think they sh- just it was a bad week for Sam. I mean, he d- he threw those two interceptions near the end of the game, but he had three. He had one in the first quarter with like I think it was like nine minutes to go or something in the first quarter. I remember, um, and I think they're going to be fine. I think you get CMC back. I think you're just fine. DJ Moore's a stud. Um, Robbie Anderson, they he, they targeted seven times on Sunday. They're trying to get him going. I think the Panthers are okay. I think they're going to be fine. Um, I don't think they're going to compete with the Buccaneers for the division, but I think that they are good enough to make a wild card playoff push. My worry comes in is... You lost to Philadelphia at home. And I understand that CMC is a huge part of that offense. And granted, if you take a CMC-level threat off of any team, they're going to struggle. CMC doesn't fix the three picks. That's where my worry comes in. Is that, yeah, Sam Darnold, fine, whatever. CMC doesn't fix the three picks. And... The thing that you have to look at is Darnold has not been good all year, comparatively. And when you have to, like, I mean, we were just talking, okay, you have that group of five in the NFC. But then you look at who that group is there at three and two, which they sit at. You have the Saints and the Bears are the other three and two teams. But then at two and three, I. What I have to get before I'm like, yeah, I feel really good about the Panthers. And before I feel confident in the Panthers is for Sam Darnold to step up and have a game that he wins. Yeah. And I, and, and they haven't had that yet. Yeah. Well, and I I think, and I'm going to touch on this game just really quick, that the, the big turning point for the Eagles, and this is going to sound crazy, but there's two minutes, about two minutes to go in the game. Snap goes over um, Jalen Hurts' head. Ball's rolling around in their own end zone. He tries to one-hand pick it up and try to like get out of the pocket and throw it away. But he bobbles the ball and he gets back on the ground. And Carolina was not able to cover the ball up in the end zone and went out of the back of the end zone. So instead of a 20-3 game, it ends up being a 15-3 game. Carolina gets the ball, does nothing with it after that safety. They they really I, don't do anything the rest of the game. Right. They only have a field goal in the fourth quarter. I, I think that Carolina recovers that ball in the end zone. You go to the half, 20-3. to three, Maybe you know the Eagles have time to go down and kick a field goal, 20-6. to six. It's a completely different feel in that football game. Um that was a big swing, and I think that um, give props to Jalen Hurts for playing as well as he did in the second half. 
put his team in position to win the football game, and he scored two touchdowns on the ground. He was the only one that scored touchdowns on Sunday for Philadelphia. So, again, you give him credit. Um, Eagles are staying alive in that that division. I mean, they're only two games out right now. Right. Uh, Titans and Jags, Urban Meyer needs to be fired. I, I cannot believe. I can't. He still has a job. I don't know how he still has a job. They're 0-5. They've lost 20 straight games. Now, I get that he's responsible for for five five of them. They are simply a franchise in complete and total disarray. I was waiting once the Oakland Raiders fired Gruden that Jacksonville and Shaka Khan was like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe we need to do something about this as well. Um, I understand what Urban Meyer did wasn't to the severity of John Gruden, but it was still up there with things that you just cannot do. And I just think he has completely lost that locker room. I really, truly believe it. And you could see it on the sidelines. There was a play where he was going to challenge a call, had the flag out, and his players are screaming at him to throw it. And he's like watching... The jumbotron, and instead of trusting his players, he's like it's all on him, right? And I think it's just not, it's just not good. And, and the frustrating thing is that you look statistically, the Jaguars were the better team. They have more total yards. They have more passing yards. They have more rushing yards. They have more yards per play. I, they had. I I just I don't. I if you're the Jags, okay. Statistically saying that you should win, what's the problem? The only logical answer is your coach doesn't have his team. They need to fire him. Uh, King Henry was back. I that man when he's right. I, yeah. Yep. Tennessee's in good shape when they have him, and once they get Julio and AJ Brown completely healthy, I mean. And okay, I'm gonna say it helps that they play in the worst division in football. Oh man, what an awful division! I mean, it they it is the worst division in football. Yeah. Um. With another one of the teams being the Texans. Man, they had this game. They had it. They had this football game. What a choke job. Um, and I think, give credit, though, to New England. Um, this It's just Bill Belichick, man. I mean, you're never out of a football game. Um, I don't know if it's more of Houston losing than New England winning the game. But you got to give credit where credit is due. You won on Sunday. Give credit to New England. They rallied. They came back. They were able to get a win on the road. Any win on the road in the NFL is tough to come by. You take it and you move on regardless of who it's against. And I think a signature moment for Mac Jones. Yeah. I mean, leading that comeback, leading a 10-point comeback in the second half. Yep. Hey, signature moment for Mac. Uh, the Texans, boy. Boy. I. Ooh. When is it time to try... I know you want to get the world for Deshaun Watson. I don't know how many offers they are getting, getting right now. Something for him, but it's like at this point, what, what do you have to lose? Right, I, you're one in five, or you're one in four. What do you have to lose? Yeah, I mean, if he's not going to be your quarterback, which is fine, probably what they should. You got to move on at some point. Yeah, and the McNair family just seems to kind of be stuck in the mud. Uh, probably game of the week, 
Browns Chargers. Man, what a high scoring football. No defense. Defense optional. I think this is like uh, for those of you that are college football fans, the um, the Oklahoma Texas game oh, on Sunday, which was wild, crazy, absolutely crazy. It was just like that. Um, Forty-seven, forty-two. I am telling you right now, the Chargers are the best team in the AFC West. They are winning that division. I told you from day one. Watch out for the Los Angeles Chargers. That football team is a stout on the offensive side. They're stout on the offensive side of the ball. Herbert, um, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams. Um, it's just so fun to watch. Keenan Allen is always been the number one wide receiver. I would almost say now Mike Williams is kind of taken over like as Justin Herbert's favorite receiver. Um, but man, they just have they have it going on right now, and you got to watch out for and, the Chargers. And I think one thing that hits me when we talk about the AFC West is I don't think anyone saw Kansas City struggling the way that Kansas City struggles, and it opens the door because I mean, you know, and we'll touch on it in a few minutes. The Raiders didn't look good. The Raiders are a mess now. Right. So you have the Raiders being a mess. You have. The Chiefs, who looked a mess Sunday night. You have the Broncos, who are who we thought they were. They can't beat a good team. So I that leaves the Chargers right now as the only... Which is wild to me that we're talking about... I mean, beginning week one, we said, okay, yeah, the Chargers can be competitive in that division. But it's, no one would have picked them over the Chiefs right. week one. I, you just wouldn't. And here's the thing. It's it's we're going into week six. It's very possible that we look back after week eighteen and we just laugh and be like, <laughs> "Okay, the Chiefs got right." That that is entirely possible. But as of right now, this is the Los Angeles Chargers division to lose, which is wild to say. Right? Because you just you know how many times have we said, "Man, Kansas City, they got so many weapons." Like how it's just unfair. It's like Madden. It's like playing Madden with this team. But guess what? Offense only gets you so far. And I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. And I mean, right now, you got to think, is LA the pro football capital of the world? I mean, there... It's entirely possible that it's an all LA Super Bowl. In LA. <laughs> How crazy would I, that could be? Could the NFL win any more than that? Oh, God, no. It would be... Their studios are right outside the stadium. And you would have the two LA teams, which is crazy to think. And next week we're going to do our one third playoff predictions. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Chargers are seemingly, as of right now, the odds on favorites win the AFC West. They got to get better on the defensive side of the ball, though. They can't be giving up forty two points. Right, but if you scoring fifty, yeah, I understand that. But at I, some they, point, they will run into a team at some point that only allows them to score thirty five. Right, uh, boys and Giants. Uh, Rough game for the Giants. Cowboys, I, I think now very, very clear. Best team of the a- NFC East. Um, um, New York loses its quarterback, yeah. Daniel Jones, to a concussion. I mean, I don't know if you saw him get up on Sunday. He didn't know where he was. No, he had no idea where he was. He was not of this world. And Saquon's ankle was, as I said earlier, literally the size of Texas. So the, the Giants are done. Um, Dak and Zeke. Do you know who their quarterback is now? Please tell me. Mike Glennon. 
The Bears didn't even want Mike Lennon. I know. And the Giants and are now, like, yeah, why not? And I, it, not good. And Giants are in trouble. Cowboys um, are good. Cowboys. I, I think it's officially time for us to say the Cowboys are good. Yeah, Dak's good. And Zeke's I know, back. You know, Stephen A. Smith will be, oh, just wait. Cowboys are going to collapse. I don't see this team collapsing. Dak and Zeke are a problem. Yeah, I that, think that combo is a huge. huge yeah, I, I think Dallas runs away with this division now. Um, 49ers and Cardinals. Uh, Not much of an offensive stout football game that we were expecting. No. Um, but again, any chance that you can get a win on Sunday, you get a win. You get a win. And I think right now, what the Cardinals have now done is said, okay, you have the Bucks, you have the Cardinals. And then even with the other 4-1 and one teams, I feel like there is a pretty big gap between those two teams and then the rest of the NFC. Um, man, that what's impressive to me is that the Cardinals proved that they can win a defensive football game too. We were just talking about how the Chargers, the Chargers, okay, we know they can outscore people, but can they stop people too? What the Cardinals said is, yeah, we have this high-flying offense with Kyler Murray you know, putting up 50 points last week. But then they said, okay, we can also beat you defensively. Granted, that's against the 49ers. And the 49ers aren't necessarily an offensive unit, shall right. we say. Uh, but the Cardinals winning in multiple ways is very impressive. And you just look more intelligent as every week progresses with your Cardinal pick in the hey. NFC West. How about it, right? The Chiefs. I It's officially worry time in Kansas City. Wow. <laughs> That's my um your your worry. That's that's the um alarm. The, the sound the alarms. Um or maybe oh no, we can't do that. No, can't can't do Because but but I do have a question, Christian. Yeah. How about the wagons? The Buffalo Bills are fun I to mean, watch. I, I believe that the wagons have are, been circled. Nobody circles the wagon. Like the Buffalo Bills. And I mean, Josh Allen leaping over the defensive uh, back, getting that first down on Sunday night, was just... It it just proves to me how ready the Buffalo Bills are to take this team to the next level. Right now, Buffalo is the AFC juggernaut right now. And I think it's Buffalo... I think there's a little gap, and there may be the Chargers after them. But, but I think right now it's, it's, it, it's and the maybe Bills. the the Ravens are kind of up in that area as well. Um, but it, this is Buffalo's thing to lose, man. Yeah. I just Kansas City's in trouble though. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's afraid of them anymore. No, and I don't, and I think that Patrick Mahomes is realizing like I can only do so much. Yeah. And I think he's trying to do too much, and I think it's costing them football games. I, I think, agree. I think that Kansas City, if they can't stop anybody, I don't think their offense is going to be is as good as it has been to be able to put up that kind of points. I also think people have kind of figured it out. Yeah, this is kind of like what we say about you know, like everybody was so excited about the Bears' offense after 2018. And everyone's like, man. And then all of a sudden in 2019, we're like, what happened? They figured it out. Yeah, you get tape. You figure it out. These are NFL-minded defensive coordinators. They can figure it out. And even if you don't necessarily figure it out, you can scheme and say you're only going to be this one way. Yeah. And 
Now, I will be honest. I did not watch any of this Bills-Chiefs game. Oh. I, I was watching a little bit more on Sunday night. I, I was watching the Sox playoff game. Oh, that's right. I was, you know, Josh, I was going to ask you if they played tomorrow, but I didn't want to be that guy. You're not that guy, pal. But I am that guy. I was just, I was just, I was going to say maybe we turn the game on and I was like, oh, wait, there's no Sox game on tonight. <laughs> Okay, that's I. I had to say it. All the fourth and eight and Randall Cobb's living in my mind. I think I I got one shot, and you know my baseball team's won in the last five years as a World Series, so it's pretty cool. But you're hey, you have Craig Kimbrell, you know, good for you. <laughs> you know how bad I I was so excited to say that I'm like patting him on the shoulder because I never say these things to him because he's always I'm like his punching bag for those of you who don't know it's constantly like oh remember fourth and eight Randall Cobber oh remember when you had a twenty to three lead and Lambeau Field and Aaron Rodgers limped back on the field and won it. it's like now this today I say you know how are the White Sox doing Josh and he, he just puts his head down and he's just like. Some days you just got to take one on the I chin. find it funny, though, that a team that didn't even win 70 games. We did win 70 games you, on the you dot. Won seven. Okay. So a team that went 70 and 92 hey, wants to talk trash to a team that went 92 and 70. We won a World Series five years ago. so Okay. What is it? And we made the playoffs consistently and made like the NF. We've made the playoffs the last two years. I agree with that, but I'm just saying, you know what? It was one World Series and it was pretty cool. And in 2016, it was five years ago. Okay, this is a football pod. I had to come on one time. You can't let me have my one moment where I just jab you. But we're about to do rivalry roundtable, and I'm going to jab you then too. So you this are. is this, 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 this is this is a good podcast for you. Yeah, today. this finally. When yeah. is it ever? Been? No, yeah, it's finally. Just, uh, Colts and Ravens. Oh, can, what a collapse! Can we? we maybe, I mean, we're at your house. Do we want to go ask Crystal about this, or probably uh, no, not. maybe just like tell her, like, hey, plug your ears. Um, she's so good about this, though. Like, like she, they lost. She shut the TV off, and we went into bed, and she's just like talking to me, and I'm like, if this was me, I would have lost my ever loving mind. You had this football game won so many different ways. And it's just like, how lucky can Baltimore... Now, I'm not saying they got lucky. I mean, Lamar Jackson, 442 yards through the air. Now, are we going to sit here and say Lamar Jackson's like a passing threat in the NFL? Maybe now. No. I, dude, I'm telling Look you... Look who his best games are against. I understand that, but some of those throws he made on Monday night were good throws. Like, no. he make... It's tight windows. He was putting it on the money. He was, I, I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now. I know you say you're not sold on the Ravens. I'm sold on the Ravens. If you, any ch- time that you come back from a deficit like that and win against an NFL team, you got to buy in. I bought into the Ravens. I think they're in the top three teams in the AFC. I think it's Bills. I think it's. Chargers, and then I think it's the Ravens. I just, I think the Colts, they proved on Monday night, they're, the way that they can succeed is running the football. Well, they have three stout running backs. Turn around, hand the ball off to them. By the way, if you're the Colts, you got to trade one of them. There are football teams that need a running back. And I think if you're the Colts, you're, you're not winning that division. Well, you know what, Josh? 
It's crazy to think as a one and four football team that you're only two games back in your division. I don't. I don't care. Like they, they are not going to beat the Titans. Well, they're, they're not, and, and I think all right. Just you can't collapse like that. I, I mean, it was a heart, an absolutely heart wrenching loss because you have a field goal at the end of the game. And you could tell that Blankenship was struggling, like he was hurting, and to just you th- hope that he punches it through. He doesn't. Baltimore goes down, not only scores, but converts the two-point conversion, sends it to overtime. Yeah, I think the Colts are, I mean, they were sounding the, the worry alarm two weeks ago, but... Now I mean, it's just pure panic. Now it's like you got every week some must win. Something has to change there. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to do one job first. Okay. Before our rivalry roundtable. Because, I mean, I'm just... What little dignity I have left after you you were like, hey, you're... why You should have been rooting for the White Sox, though. Why? Any moral stand-up human could never root for an organization that... Cheated so blatantly. I never. I didn't cheer for anyone. I just was pointing out the you, fact the White. You should have been cheering for the White Sox. You, you should be. I. I was cheering. Consoling me. I was cheering in my for that. I was all I was cheering for was the Astros to cover the live six and a half point spread that I happened to be, accidentally put a little wager on, and they hit a three run home run by uh, Altuve. So and here, here, it here's and, what here's what I'm going to say to the podcast. How many Cubs games have I been to with you? I have not been to a White Sox game with you, and I understand that, and I need to be a better friend and go to a White Sox how game. Many, how many Cubs Three, games, I think. Including that like playoff push, and was it 2018, where like they like that last week we saw him play the Rockies. Uh, yeah. I And I promised you I'd go to... Well, I still haven't. Actually, I said I would go to the cell with you. It's no longer the cell, but I will... I, I'll go to guaranteed rate. I'd love to go see him play like the Red Sox, and especially if that's the only way I get to see my old Cubs players now. Like if Schwarber's still in the Red Sox, like hey, let's go see the Red Sox or something. So, but all right, you had one job uh, for me this week. It actually comes. Uh, I I have two people combined in one for one job this week, um, and it comes from my Packer game. Uh, who the last two minutes plus overtime was a what not to do 101 for NFL kickers. Uh, oh boy, Mason Crosby, Evan McPherson. You legitimately have one job. Like that you okay, so we the, the name of the segment is one job. They legitimately have one job. And it's the kick of football through the big, tall, yellow things at the end of the field. And five straight kicks in the last two minutes in overtime were not made. In an NFL football game, it, it, the thing that kills me, there was no weather. Like, if no. it's rainy or if it's super windy, it was like 75 and sunny in Cincinnati. And these dudes are shanking balls. Mason Crosby put one... Like, across the Ohio River in Kentucky. Like, didn't even hit the net. And I'm I'm actually, I'm playing golf. I'm playing at Sandy Pines. And we're coming up on hole nine. And the, the one of the guys who I'm with is like, we're both just going, how are you doing? Mason Crosby, Evan McPherson, you had one job and you failed. Um, Well, he kind of took mine, but mine's going to encompass all NFL kickers. 
On Sunday was the most missed kicks in NFL history. 12 missed extra points and 12 missed field goals on Sunday. Now, that does not include Monday night when Blankenship missed missed the extra point and the field goal. goal. So you have 13 PATs missed and 13 field goals missed. 26 field goals missed in the NFL. I'm not a scientist, Josh. Thank you for that. I'm not. Um, But I've been to um, training camp. And I've always said, like, when I go to Bears training camp and I watch, I'm like, man, what a life it is to be an NFL kicker. The guys kick, like, 12 balls from, like, seven different yardages. And and then then they stand on the sideline with a cap on and they spin the ball on their finger. I'm not even... I'm not even joshing you, Josh. That is legitimately what occurs. And I'm like, what a job to have. Then I stop and I think, and I'm like, games are decided by these guys. Not the guys that are out tackling and pushing each other around and throwing dimes. It's the guys on the sidelines with baseball caps that could be out playing in the MLS that decided instead, I'll just kick once not even have to run around the field and just go stand on the sideline. If Sam Ficken is not get, if his phone is not blowing up this week, what are you doing? Yeah. So you said Crosby and McPherson had one job. NFL kickers, you legitimately have one, one job. job. Put the ball through the yellow uprights. Which who also has a job now, but I'm sure he's gone. I heard he got hurt now and he's gone. He was with the Saints and now he's gone. Which is wild. <sighs> Alright, rivalry round table. <clears throat> so hold on. I I'm gonna go first. On what game? On the Bears game? Yeah. And I'm just going to say, alright. I was wrong. <gasps> not just. I wish we had like wrong. sound effects, like yeah, like know, window crashing not, or not stuff. just a little wrong. I was bigly wrong. I actually, I have, said, I said on the podcast uh, the exact quote. Go ahead and say the exact quote because I was going to say the exact. Quote. I think I said something like, "There's no chance that the Chicago Bears go into L.A." Or LA and to Las Vegas and get a win. Not gonna happen. I think I called you an idiot. You did. I'm one of on me. I I'm okay. Apology. I'm sorry. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, and again, like, like we said earlier, this is just gonna be the beat up on on me podcast. For this one, I completely deserve it. Caveat. I don't think I read that much into the Bears win. Here's the thing. It's literally with you. It's literally a loose-loose situation. If the Bears win, oh, well, they were playing the Lions. Or, oh, they were playing the uh, the Raiders. Or, oh, this is what was going on with John Gruden. Bull honky. That team was the same team that went out and beat the Ravens on Monday night. It's the same team. The okay. same team. That's fine. I don't read that much into the win. Oh, that's fine. 
Maybe it's because you're at a low reading level. I don't know, but it's... <laughs> I taught <laughs> honors high school English, <laughs> so I can't be at that low of a reading level. <laughs> like, you forget that. Oh, Like, while well, you're over there reading C-Spot Run in fourth grade, <laughs> I was reading the Odyssey and... Okay. The other forms of Greek mythology and the Crucible and Shakespeare, and you're over there like, C-Spot Run, Spot Runs Fast. And I'm over here. I don't think fourth graders read C Spot. I mean, we read Maniac while. McGee and okay, Hatchet. you and your Mars bars, like that's fine. Oh, those are good. Those are good. I, they, they, you ever had a Mars bar? Pretty good. Yeah, both our voices got a little too. Yeah, they did. But okay, fine. Like, all right, the Bears beat a very distracted Raiders team. Get out of here with that. The it's rivalry. What What do you want me to say? Like, oh yeah, great Bears win. No. All right, can I go now? Are you done? Are you done now? Or do you still have a couple more things you would like to add? I mean, what more could you possibly say? You think it's the greatest win in the history of the I don't, Chicago Bears. I have never once said that. All I said was, well, I haven't said it yet, but what I am going to tell you is that the Bears are a lot better than people think they are. Oh, or a lot, or are a lot better than people think they are. They are. On the defensive side of the ball, they shut down Darren Waller. They shut down Derek Carr. That offense was just as good as any offense the Bears have played all season long. And they held them to nine points. Granted, the Bears offense didn't get a lot done. But I'm going to tell you, one of the things that you touched on last week was that the loss of David Montgomery was going to hurt this football team. I don't think it did too. It's not. And I told you. But what I did not think... Was Khalil Herbert, rookie out of Virginia Tech. The guy will run you over. He is a little David Montgomery. Now, I'm not saying he's as good as David Montgomery, but he has that run-through-you power that Damian Williams does not. Those are two good guys to alternate. Damian Williams is really good on shedding tackles and beating you on the perimeter. He's really quick. Khalil Herbert is quick, but man, he packs a punch. He goes, he gets those yaks that we talk about every week, yard after contact. He is a great running back to have when you lose David Montgomery. Now, I have to give credit where credit is due. Our offense is finally taking shots, and I think we have to give credit to Matt Nagy Nagy because he's finally realizing I have to step away. I have to. Because if I don't, this offense is going to suffer. And I think that he is becoming a better head coach because he is letting his coordinators coordinate for once. Obviously, he's always let his defensive coordinator coordinate. But now that he is handing everything over to the offensive coordinator in Chicago, Bill Lazor has called phenomenal games back-to-back weeks. And I think that's the important part here is that, I mean, we said it weeks one, week two, week three, that Nagy is not the offensive guy that he thinks he is. And I think now he's realized that, and I think he's really become 
okay with the fact that he's just going to be a head coach. And I think he's doing a better job overall now that Bill Lazor's calling the offense. You know, Sean Desai's always called the defense. He's a great young defensive coordinator. Love having him. But I am truly excited to watch the offense actually throw the ball downfield. And we say that a lot. Justin Fields gutted that game out. You know, he hyperextended his knee. He came off the field, and I'm telling you what, my stomach was churning because I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity for Matt Nagy to go see everybody. This is why I was going to go with Andy Dalton. This is why Andy Dalton converts a third and seven. His butt goes right back on the bench. They send Justin Fields out, leads him down for a touchdown. I'm ex- so, I am so excited to see Justin Fields on Sunday in a rivalry game. And he even said how excited he is to play against Aaron Rodgers. Everybody knows it's so fun. It's a fun rivalry. I understand it hasn't really been a rivalry over the last eight years. Um, but it's still fun to be a part of. And um, I was talking about this with another Packer buddy of mine, John Simonovich, um, that... As much as Bear fans hate Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a real bummer when the rivalry does not involve him because it makes it so easy to hate the Packers because he's so good. I think a lot of that probably stems from the fact that, and and I'm not saying this just to be mean, but Rodgers has owned the Chicago Bears. Well, yeah, and any chance that we have to, and when, when we beat him, it's a big deal in Chicago, right? And and I think when you go twenty one and five in the last twenty six, like it, I, it has to be. And I think you look at honestly. So as a Packer, yeah, all right. So I gave my superintendent the ten and a half, whatever. I that's too much. I'm telling you right now, too many points. I so I think he, here's. What I think that the Packers bring that the Packers have not really had is as much of a dual threat game as they have this year. Yeah, I think they're running the football really well, and I think they're throwing the football. But I think this is a big week for Justin Fields. I don't think the Packers' defense is that no, good. No, they're, they're not good. And I, I think mean, their secondary is, is hurt. I think that they're struggling. This is a great week for Justin Fields to get those receivers, Mooney, Robinson, downfield, throw the ball. Even Marquise Goodwin, try to get him going. Here's what I will say. I think for the Bears to win this football game, the final like. The final score has to be in the 20s. Oh, yeah. If it's in the 30s, the if, Packers if won the football If it is a goal. shootout. Well, I don't think it's going to be. I think the Bears' defense is too good. And you're playing in Chicago. It's going to be loud. The If the Bears would have lost in Vegas, I don't think it's going to be as loud as it's going to be because they won. And this is for first place in the NFC North. Well, it's for a tie. For first place in the NFC. But the Bears would hold the tiebreaker because they'd hold the head-to-head. and they with, would... still, with still a game to play. I'm just saying, sitting this week, it is for first place in the NFC North. Sure. So, and, and I think it's a big game he, in Chicago. He, on here's what I think. I think this game is way more important for the Bears than it is for the Packers. I would agree with that. Because So, I'm sitting here as a Packer fan. I'm like, okay, worst case scenario, we're essentially tied for first place. Right, and you still get Chicago in Green, in Green Bay. Bay. You, you know, and I think there's still way more that can go wrong 
for the Bears with a rookie quarterback. Because all right, he, here's what I know as a Packer fan. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy, Aaron Rodgers will play well. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers is not healthy, the Green Bay Packers do not have a chance to win the division. That that's just how it is. Yeah. I know that as a Packer fan. I think what the wild card is for Bears fans is all right, sure they played well in Vegas. That's all fine and good. But you have to get consistency. Whereas as a Packer fan, okay, so if we were to lose on Sunday, we're four and two. There is no reason for me to sit here and be like, oh no, we lost to the Bears. No, I don't and I hate to say that just like I don't care. But at the end of the day, if we lose, we wake up tied for first place, nothing really lost. Yeah, and I think that the Packers' schedule is much more favorable. 100% it is. Um, I mean, you got a tough game going against the Cardinals. Correct. And, and then you go, but here's your the, here's the thing. The game against Seattle just became easier. No Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Washington has become easier because they have Taylor Heineke now. The Chiefs game is no longer as scary as what it once was. No. And then you play the Vikings. So the next four five four out of the next five are are winnable games for the Packers. Whereas if you look at the Bears schedule, they play Tampa well, I just know Tampa Bay off the top of my head is next week. I'm a I am not the kind of guy that looks ahead. I know this week's you, you game. You can't. You can't. So um Oh, I'm sorry. I'm completely wrong. I'm thinking because they play the Bucks the week that I go to. That's the game I get to watch in Vegas. Um, they play the 49ers at home. That's not right. They don't play the 49ers at home. They don't have two home games. This is wrong. So here's, yeah. here's my thing. If I'm the Bears, this is a must-win game. Because if you lose... You're now two full games back in the division. You're down in head-to-head already. So the best you could do is tie is tie head-to-head. You have a rookie quarterback who, if he loses to the Packers, and let's say that it is a 10-point game or more, now there's confidence issues there. Yeah. And I think... I. You, you, this is a must-win game for the Chicago. It is a must-win game for the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears win this game. They're rolling because they play San Francisco. I'm not as afraid of San Francisco. The Ravens don't scare me as bad as what they did. I mean, they've got taken. I mean, yes, the Ravens are a good football team, but they're not like oh, the Ravens like how it was previously. The Cardinals are a scary football team, but then you got Vikings. Oh, wait, I'm going the wrong way. It's Packers. Oh, I did read this wrong. Packers. What are you doing? This, look, I was going down this way. Oh, it you goes. Gotta go side to side. Yeah, I didn't know it was side to side. So it is. It's Packers, Bucks, then 49ers, Steelers. Those are two winnable games. Yeah. Ravens, Lions, winnable games. Cardinals, uh, Packers, uh. It, it, the only reason there's an is that's at Lambeau on at an in December on Sunday night football. So here here's my thing. 
I think if you look at the Bears, a favorable way to go through that schedule is you have a winnable game and then a very tough game, kind of like back-to-back. Yeah. So I think if you're the Bears, the best-case scenario there, you maybe go like 3-1 and one through those. I think you're going to drop one of those because I don't think you're beating Tampa. So do you remember what you told me last week? If you go 1-3, and three, or you said if you go 1-4 and four in their next five, that you should be happy. I said that, that you're okay. Right, but I think. You're okay. But now I think we got the one already. So now you're looking. If you beat Green Bay at home this week, you go to Tampa Bay. If you could, eh, they beat Tampa Bay with Nick Foles last time. I don't think that's happening in Tampa Bay. But you come home and play San Francisco. You go to Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football, and then you play the Ravens on at noon in Chicago. Here's what I'm going to say. If they lose to the Packers, I think that that starts a spiral. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, they beat the Packers. They're, they are... This Correct. Is a energy- Which is why I'm saying this is a way more important game for the Bears than it is for the Packers. Yeah, I would agree with that. Way more important. Yep. Because you have so much riding on the Bears right now. Yeah, and give, but we got to give credit... Again, Bears played great last week. Defensively, if we can get Akeem Hicks back this week, that defense is going to be scary at home against Green Bay. My only question is, can you stop Aaron Rodgers? Because 21 out of the last 26 times, the answer has been no. And it's one of those things that I get what people are saying, you included, that, well, this is a different-looking Bears team. I get that. A hundred percent I do. And I agree that they are looking better than they have in the past. But there is something to an organization that just has that one, whether it be a team or whether that be a guy, that always torments you. And even if you go the outside looking in, when a guy has won 21 out of the last 26, what the Bears have to do is say, hey, we're going to take it from you. I, that's what it has to be. It's not going to be a situation of, oh, well, the Bears are better. No, you are going to have to beat the Green Bay Packers. Yep. And until you beat the Green Bay Packers, I don't care how much better you are. I don't care what your future looks like. You are not a legitimate threat to the NFC North until you can beat the Green Bay Packers in your home stadium. Yeah. I, it's just, it's that simple. And I'm not trying to say that to, it's just, it is a matter of fact. It, it will be very similar to what we said with the AFC West. Until somebody beat Kansas City consistently, you're still... Like, the Chiefs are sitting here at 2-3, and three and I'm still like, I really think the Chiefs can still find a way to win that division. Right. Yeah. Until yeah. someone beats the Packers consistently, yep. I'm not going to worry. And yeah. even if... even if Now, if the Packers get blown out, I'm going to be like... That's two games we've gotten blown out. Maybe start, but even if this is a close game, and you know the Bears win twenty seventeen something like that, chalk it up, move on. You're still going to win the division if you're the Packers. I think if the Bears win this game, it's then becomes a the Bears are going to be riding high, and I think that if they can win this, I think this makes it a winnable game next week in Tampa. I think that they can. Put some pieces oh together and really <laughs> challenge the Bucks. Hey, if you can beat Green Bay, 
Anything could Tampa happen. Tampa Bay's on a different. We'll get to that next week. Yeah. And much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. Um, we we talked a little bit earlier. Okay, so I have my one blunder saying that uh, there is no chance that the Bears are going to beat the Raiders. You had six blunders. It's all right. You know, last I took an L, but today I bounced back. Well, I mean, you have to. I mean, you're 49 and 31 on the year. Respectable. Uh, you went 10 and 6 last week. Uh, Pepe went 11 and 5. Big uh, shout out, Pepe. Big shout out, Pepe. I went 13 and 3. I uh, sit at 56 and 24 on the year. Um, so you're, you're seven games back. Uh, you you got to start making up. Uh, a little bit of ground here. I know there's at least one game this week that we will be very different in our picks. Probably. Um, but again, I think for the second in the last three, uh, you, you you brought the guest. So I'm going to let you introduce our uh, celebrity pick this week. Yeah. So um, this gentleman was a part, again, of our um state championship team at Washington Township. It's just more pain that you're bringing to me. It's essentially yeah, what you're doing. Right, we're just bringing fine. in state champs. Uh-huh. Um, he was the winner of the Mental Attitude Award in both the PCC Conference and the state championship game. Um, big listener of the pod, he says that, and I quote, uh, that it's a perfect amount of time because he can listen to it from Westloff directly home and it's a perfect time like it gets he can listen to it all the way home um the gentleman also mows best lawn so shout out to this guy for mowing best lawn my mother um so without further ado breton betcher what it do buddy how's it going down there in west uh, you know what we might have just gotten eliminated from the flag football playoffs but feeling pretty good <laughs> So my freshman year, uh, I went to WKU and we played on. I played uh, intramural flag football. I some of the best nights of my life were intramural flag football. I mean, there's just not much better. And I bet down there, you you guys got some high level athletes who probably play intramurals down there at Purdue. Oh yeah, well, we it was the level of competition was a lot higher than we expected. Um, we, we got mercied in our first two games. Uh, we went into the playoffs as the 36th seed out of 36. Um, we lost today against the 29th seed, but you know what? It went down to the final minute. See, at Purdue, the mercy rule is at the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. If you're down by more than two touchdowns, the game ends. This is the first game we got to play completely through. So we only had seven guys. We had no subs today. So it well, was hey. a, Hey, the, the it can only go up. I mean, right. I, I would like to say it, it will only exactly. go up from here. Um, so let, let's hop right into these picks. Uh, I think with this pod, man, you might have a little more than just your drive uh, home. You might also have part of your drive back um, because right. Christian just decided that he wanted to just uh-huh. unload on me this week, which is fine. I mean, the White Sox lose. He thinks that the Packers are going to lose. If the Packers lose to the Bears, I might not do a pot next week, but <laughs> we will get to that. Uh, first game Thursday night, Bucks and Eagles. Um, Eagles coming off a big win uh, against the Panthers, another game that you got wrong last week. Um, but I think Tom Terrific here is just too much for Philly. Bucks roll easily. 
Yeah, I think uh, the Buccaneers are rolling right now. I think uh, even though this is in Philly, I think Tom comes out on top. I got uh, Bucks by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, give me the Bucks here. Brady's leading the league in passing. Evans and Godwin look as good as ever. I mean, they'll be without Gronk, I believe. I just read, but I think they'll be fine. They'll be just I'm- fine. I mean, they, they were without Gronk last week. And, I mean, obviously, Dolphins, <laughs> Eagles, maybe not exactly the same, but I think on a pretty similar level. Uh, probably the, like, the worst game of quite possibly the entire NFL season. And we're like, hey, England, remember 1776? How we, like, said, hey, we hate you. We don't want to be with you anymore. Here's also your present. You get the Dolphins and the Jaguars. After you got the Jets in Atlanta last week. Like, I think the NFL is just like, hey, all these games that we don't want to be played on American soil, we're just going to send them over to London. Uh, I think the Jaguars are just way too hot a mess. I think that Urban might get into some inappropriate activity with, uh, you know, that we better lock up the queen because you don't want <laughs> Urban uh, to get near uh, the queen or uh, who is that? Kate? No, Princess. Who's the 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 royal? Who's now they're not royal because, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Lock don't up know the either. royals. Urban's coming to London. I get. Give me Miami over the Jaguars. I'm taking Jacksonville. They're Two getting, weeks in a row. Because here, to be but, here's, but here's the thing. Jacksonville still is not going to have a win in America, so they're technically going to be still winless on American soil. Correct. I'm taking Jacksonville. Why not get your first win across the pond? Maybe Urban saves his job. Just kidding. He comes home, gets fired. But I'm taking Jacksonville. Um. Give me the Dolphins. I think the third longest losing streak in NFL history owned by the Jaguars is going to be extended one more game. Although I don't know how, how I feel exactly on Tua. It looks like he's going to be back next week. So give me the Dolphins in London. I think we skip this one. Oh, yeah. And come back sure. to it last. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati and Detroit. Ah. <laughs> I until Detroit wins a football game, I am well in the corner of Detroit will find a way to lose any football game they play. Um, I think Cincinnati has a bad taste in their mouth after missing about a million different field goals last week. Uh, give me the Bengals. Ike, is this true? The spread's only three and a half. Only three and a half. Yes. Oh, hammer, hammer this. Three and a half. I got Bengals by a billion. Get oh, the, there's our first by a billion. Yeah, get the, the get the billion out. <laughs> get, the, get the bags out in Detroit. Put them on your head because it's an embarrassment. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, for all these games, I have uh, at least a little bit of uh, notes just for something to go off of. This one, I left it blank because it's the Lions. We're picking against the Lions every day until they figure it out. I love. I think Dan Campbell is a perfect fit for the Lions. He just he just makes them fun. You know, he's putting his heart and soul into it, but it's like he doesn't realize it's the Detroit Lions. They're just bad. I, I truly feel like he doesn't even realize like that he's coaching the Lions. Oh, like he's just like, you know what? We got this this week. This is our week. And it's like, I'll give it to him though. Yeah, he, I, he never quits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. What's interesting about games this week is in nine of these games, 
the road team is the favorite, which is very, very weird for you to see. Um, this next game is not one of those. Houston at Indy. Indy being a nine-and-a-half-point favorite seems pretty high. Yeah, it is. Pretty high. I think they're riding off the we should have beat the Baltimore Ravens a little bit here. But right. uh, who you got, Josh? Here's my upset of the week. Texans over the Colts. Oh, um, I'm rolling with the Colts. I think Indy is – I know there's no such thing as a moral victory – um, but to be able to compete in Baltimore on Monday night and sh- be in a position where you should have won that football game, um, I think that this is a game that Indianapolis can ill afford to lose. Um, they lose this football game. You might as well just hand the division over to the Titans. I think the Colts are the only team that can challenge the Titans in that awful AFC South. Um, but I think the Colts get it done here. But if I was a betting man, I don't know if I would take the spread in this situation. Nine and a half, it's a lot of points to cover. Um, Houston did not look bad in New England last week, so um, I'm rolling with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I also hate the spread, especially for a team in the Colts who have not been favored all season, and especially since the Texans, I mean, General Mills was out there launching touchdowns. It looked like it was a part of his uh, breakfast. But, <laughs> I love it. Uh, give, me, give me the Colts. Um, you know what? They're coming back from a two-game road trip, and they looked good for a little bit. The offense has been a little uneven under Wentz, but g- give me the Colts. I just don't think the Texans are good enough to beat them. Uh, the, this next one, I would say that a spread is not high enough. Uh, Rams only giving up 10 and a half to the Giants. Uh, the Mike Glennon Giants, by the way. Christian, can we get a Rams by a billion? Thank you. I think both of us – listen, Brett, be, be smart here with your <laughs> pick because if you pick the New York football Giants, we're probably just going to kick you off right now. <laughs> You know what? I didn't get to get into Purdue uh, being dumb. <laughs> if you would have done that, you would have probably went down to Bloomington. Is that right? Hey. Exactly. Exactly. I love this. <laughs> uh, Kansas City and Washington. I Christian, you and I touched on this earlier. Like, I don't. I'm not buying Kansas City, but since we're not having to worry about the spread right now. I, I do think that as poorly as Kansas City's playing right now, they will have enough in the tank to uh, to get by the football team. This is my upset pick of the week. Really? Yes, it is. Um, I think Dang. Kansas City is right now on a struggle bus, and I think this is the, the game that everybody sees as their get-right game. This is the game that Kansas City is like, okay, we go into Washington, we beat them, and now we're, we get back, we get right. Um, it just is a scare. First off, seven-point spread for me on the road in Washington. I understand it's Taylor Heineke. I understand it's Washington. But, again, Kansas City looked that bad on Sunday night. This is my upset pick of the week. I'm going Washington football team over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. Uh, Washington is 27th in total defense, and for the Chiefs being what it seems to be all offense this year, uh, I think it's the perfect opportunity for them to 
get their uh, stuff together. So just a fun note, because in the wonderful world of internet that we are, uh, this Colts-Texans game, you could attend an NFL game for $33. Hello. So that that just tells you, nobody wants to go. Uh, (laughs) Nobody cares about the Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) They're purple pants. They're skull chants. They're all just a bunch of absolute – Ah, they're just pathetic NFL fans up there. They, I, they haven't won anything. I, they're wasting one of the best stadiums in the NFL. I think Carolina has a bounce back week. Give me the Panthers at home because Christian, nobody likes the Vikings. Thank you. Um, I'm going Carolina as well. I think this is a good bounce-back game for Carolina, for Sam Darnold uh, at home against a Vikings team that it took a field goal to beat the Lions. Um, I got Sam Darnold having a big day. Um, Minnesota, minus one. I love Carolina plus one this weekend. I think that's a great opportunity, a great bet there. Um, Give me the Panthers. Yeah, I agree with you, Christian. I think this is a perfect uh, rebound opportunity for the Panthers. I mean, we're looking at a Vikings team that could be 0-5 if uh, you see some last-second drives, some field goals go differently. Uh, I think Panthers plus one, I- I'm loving that as well, if I if I was a betting man, of course. Well, and then you want to talk about another one, the Chargers at plus three? The Chargers at plus three. We talked earlier – there might not be a team in football whose offense is playing better than the LA Chargers right now. I get that they have to go on the road to Baltimore. That's fine and good. I think it, this is going to sound weird. I think what like the time of day you play in Baltimore matters, which is really weird to say. I think if this were a night game in Baltimore, I might be like, okay, I could see a day game in Baltimore. I like the Chargers here. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, you know what? Um, I was kind of hoping you'd take the Ravens and this would be another opportunity to gain one on you. But I also like the Chargers for a team that uh, put up 47 points last week and for a Baltimore team that gave up a lot of yards to a Colts offense that was struggling to find its identity. um, I like the Chargers here, and I really, again, these are back-to-back games that I like this week with the spread. I love the Chargers plus three. Yeah, um, give me the Chargers. I mean, the Ravens are the best rushing team in the league, and the Chargers do tend to struggle against the run. But we watched the Colts go in to Baltimore, and they really should have beat Baltimore the other night. Um, if you don't see a Hot Rod get injured, I think, I think you see the Colts win that game. Uh, I, I like the Chargers in another shootout. Which is funny that, you know, we start talking about, you know, being the best rushing team. And I think that could be a really important factor going into this is who wins the time of possession battle. Yeah. Because if Baltimore, which is going to sound weird, but if Baltimore slows this game down, I think that that exponentially increases their chances to win the football game. If this is a game that's played in the forties, I don't really think that the, um, that, that the Ravens can score with the chargers that moves us to 
an interesting football game. A very interesting football game that I am very, very surprised at this spread. So Cleveland now has been bet all the way up to a three-point favorite over the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals. I mean, I think that they proved last week that their defense can play well. Their offense, I think you're looking at a Cleveland team that just gave up, was it 47 to the Chargers? And I think that the Cardinals offense is just as dynamic as the Chargers offense. I think Cleveland's going to have another horrible time trying to stop Kyler and that offensive attack from Arizona. Give me the Cardinals. Um, This is... This is one we're different. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns, and I think this is going to be Arizona's first loss of the season. I think um, playing in Cleveland, I really think the Cardinals, I mean, again, we talked. They've got an opportunity to win a football game any given Sunday. You take a win any way you can. But when you only put up 17 points and and it just didn't look like the Arizona Cardinals that we had seen in the previous four weeks, um, this is a Cleveland team that put up 42 on the Chargers. I like Cleveland at home. I think this is the week that the Arizona Cardinals lose. Yeah, I'm a little scared here because, you know, I'm agreeing with Christian. I'm picking the Browns. And Christian doesn't seem, as a regular listener of the podcast, Christian doesn't tend to have the best picks. <laughs> well, I think I'm also going off script a little bit this week. Uh, Brett, I, I'm a White Sox fan, so my – Me too. And I'm still a little bit uh, on the, I don't know, depressed side of things right now. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, pick anything that might cheer my spirits up. And I hate the Cleveland Indians, so I hope the Cl- city of Cleveland loses everything. Uh, Vegas and Denver. Uh, oh, boy. The Raiders are a mess. The Broncos are frauds. I don't even – I, I don't know on this. I mean, you look, it's a three-and-a-half-point favorite for Denver right now. I don't necessarily agree with that um, because I think the Raiders are a much better football team than the Broncos are, but the Raiders and all their off-the-field stuff. However, I think that firing their coach, they're going to rally, rally around the interim guy. Give me the Raiders. Thank you for that. Um, First one of the day. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, we just went a whole podcast and we only got one Raiders. Well, that's because, I mean, it's been kind of down in Las Vegas right now. Correct. um, I'm also picking the Raiders. I think that getting rid of Gruden might help with the distraction. But, again, I don't think the distraction played into really at, at all of how they played last week. I just think they struggled on the offensive side of the ball. I think they bounced back this week in Denver. I think they get right. They get. Darren Waller, some more opportunities. I think uh, Henry Ruggs gets a couple deep bombs as well. Get things going on the ground. Vegas. I went back and forth on this one because you got the dysfunction that is the Raiders and the absolute fraud that is the Denver Broncos. And you know what? Ultimately, you're picking who's the better team. I like the Raiders. Here we go. I mean, all three of us, I think we all kind of had similar thought processes with this game that I don't really like any of these. Uh, Dallas at New England, while I think Mac Jones had, you know, a a signature moment last week, uh, the Cowboys are playing football right now. I think Dallas is just too much. Give me the boys. Um, I'm taking New England. Uh, I think this is another one of those games where kind of like when New England played against 
Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, um, they really came to play in those big moments. I think Belichick's going to get these boys to understand this is a big game for them. Um, I'm taking New England in New England. Mac Jones gets his big signature win that starts to push him and these New England Patriots towards competing in their division. Somebody explain to me how the Patriots have held the Buccaneers close, but then also were held close with the Texans. I think that's like two polar opposite ends of the league. And you know what? I don't, I think if the Patriots could barely handle Houston, there's no way they're handling that offense in Dallas. Give me the Cowboys. You're a smart boy, Brett. Hey, he's a smart boy. You know where he was on uh, Sunday night? Brett was in. Oh, you, you went to the game, Brett? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was sitting up in uh, the upper deck back uh, corner on the first base side. It was absolutely electric. I'm glad that we picked that game and we got to see a win. Um, it was amazing. It's one of the best sporting experiences I've ever I showed I showed Christian uh, before we came on just the the light show at the beginning, and I that was pretty sweet. Th- this will probably be a regret of mine for a long, long time because I sat there and I'm like, okay, I can get upper deck seats for like 120 bucks. Well, that'll be super late. I'm not gonna go, and and I think like looking back at it now, like I just seeing what that crowd was. Like I, I should have gone. Like I should have just, you know, bit the bullet, yeah. spent the money, and gone. But hey, you know what? There'll be more chances for us in the very oh, yeah. near future. Unlike we'll be back. Yeah, unlike Christian's team. All right. Uh <laughs> Seattle and Pittsburgh, another, I think, man, the loss of Russell Wilson. I mean, that that changes everything when it comes to uh the Hawks. Uh give me the Stillers. Yeah, I'll agree. Uh there are no longer Russell Wilson's birds. Um, they are Geno Smith's birds, which are not as dynamic as the Russell Wilson birds. Uh, Big Ben looked great last week. The Pittsburgh offense is really starting to get rolling. Uh, I know they lost Juju, but they still have those dynamic receivers. And um, I, I, I'm telling you, Najee Harris looked really good last week. I think he continues that this week. Pittsburgh at home. Brett? Um, you know what? Speaking of uh, dynamic receivers, I believe the Steelers just picked up Anthony Miller, if I'm not uh, mistaken. So uh, just the practice squad, so it's no big deal. Um, I'm not buying the Steelers as a team this year with Ben Roethlisberger, I think, I think he's old and I think he's spent a little too much time in the league. I think he's about done, but I'm taking Roethlisberger over Geno Smith. Although he, Geno Smith did manage to get DK Metcalf a touchdown for me in my fantasy team last week. So I'm still taking the Steelers though. Wagon time. Yeah. Hey, this you know what? This is actually probably the best game of the week. Yeah, I really like this game. I like Buffalo and Tennessee. I think it's going to be a a better game than what Buffalo Kansas City was. I, I agree. Um, Monday night. Hey, okay, so I, I'm going to say something right now. And again, my mother being. I was going to say, does your mom? Because I told I, her. I know. I know you were ripping on the Titans last week in your ears. I know. Here's. So here's my thing about the Titans. And man, I'm getting their fans don't show up. 
Like no one is scared of going to play in Tennessee. Everybody wants to go to Tennessee. Everyone wants to go play in Tennessee. Yeah. Give me the bills easily. Yeah. I, I actually think, I think it's going to be a good game, but I don't think it's going to be a, a six point game. I think a 10 point game, at least I really like the spread in this one too. I mean, Josh Allen's playing at another level right now, man. And I just, I love these bills and Joshua, nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo bills. Give me the bills. You know, I really like the Titans going into this season. I thought that they really had things figured out. They got Julio Jones, and that was just another weapon in their arsenal. But they've really underwhelmed me this season. And I don't know if it's just uh, one of my best buddies here at Purdue. He's a huge uh, Bills fan. I don't know if it's just him talking to me all the time or what, but I'm, I'm taking the Bills, and I'm taking them pretty big this week. Okay. If you notice, Brett, there was one game – that we have happened to skip over. And now it is, it, you know, like this is the, it is time. It is time. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Do I like go? What do you want me to go ahead with? You know what's happening. We got Bears, Packers. And here's the thing Packers only a four and a half point favorite. That really makes me excited too. Um, it's in Chicago, baby. Come on, baby, don't you want to go? Now we got you safe. <laughs> I'm telling you, this week, the Bears beat Green Bay at home. Justin Fields has a day. The Bears' defense comes out and plays, shuts down Devontae, gets the Bears a big win, rolling into Tampa Bay next week. Give me the Bears. Go ahead, Josh. You want? Yeah, no, Brett. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Justin Fields is actually going to be the twentieth different starting quarterback that the Bears have used against the Packers since nineteen ninety two, and in that span, the Packers have used three starters: Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Hundley, and the Packers have won forty four of those games. Forty four and fifteen is their record. And the Bears blew a 24-game lead in the series. But I'm taking the Bears. And you know what? Even if they don't win, I think this is the end of an era for the Packers. I think that um, it reminds me a lot of the Cubs at the ending end stages of their quote-unquote competing years. Um, I think there's a lot of talent on that Packers team. But, you know, there's just some moves. Like, I think bringing back Randall Cobb reminds me of the Cubs uh, signing – uh, David Ross to be their manager. It's just kind of like one of those things. It's like, hey, you remember you remember that guy from a few years ago when everything was good? It's like, hey, we, we've got him. It's all good. And you know what? The Packers might win this game, but I think it's the beginning of a new era. Give me the Bears. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is 21-5 and five against the team down south. 21 and five. That's not dominating. That's not owning. The Chicago Bears call Aaron Rodgers daddy. It's simple facts. I mean, I 
it's not a rivalry because to be a rivalry, both teams have to win. Twenty-one and five is unbelievable. You know, I agree, hundred percent. Twenty-one and five. I'm just going to tell like, you that floors me. What Brett said, though, I I I'm really glad he said that. I truly think that this you're gonna it's gonna start to turn now. That's what you said. Oh, Cutler's gonna be the quarterback who can beat Aaron Rodgers. He did once. <laughs> oh, Mitchell Trubisky, the biscuit man. He did. Once. He's gonna make us all enjoy our Polish sausages. He did. And and he he's in. He's gonna be the guy. He did once. And to win now the division. it's all okay. <laughs> Some of my greatest memories are Packers wins at Soldier Field. Whether that's fourth and eight for the division. I knew it. I knew you were going to bring that up. Why? Whether that's January of 2011 going in and winning the conference over that vaunted Brian Urlacher-led Chicago defense in the NFC Championship game. A lot of good memories at Soldier Field. And then when we move to Arlington Heights, there'll be lots of good memories for the Packers in Arlington Heights, over the Arlington Heights Bears. (laughs) But I think... The Bears went on Sunday. What? <laughs> what? what is what? The, no, no, Brett, don't let him fool you. This is what he does as a fan. He's the guy on Twitter. As soon as the other team scores against Packers, I've seen this story before, and he just gets himself ready for it just in case it happens, and it never happens because Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, wait a minute, I got this cool hair and I can throw the ball pretty far, but what not, you know, no. This is this is a trap, Brett. We can't fall into this trap. He picked the Bears just to say on next week, if the Bears happen to win, well, I told you so. But if the Packers win, he's going to say, well, I picked the Bears, but I told I knew that this game was more. This is a Packers win that the Bears couldn't beat the Packers. Blah blah blah. I'm telling you, this is a trap. Do not fall into the trap. He's picking the Packers. You know, He's not picking the Bears. No, I'm not. I'm picking the Chicago Bears. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get get out out of here. here. Listen, listen to me. I'm listening. The Green Bay Packers are not playing good football right now. We're not playing good football. We barely beat the Bengals. We struggled against the Lions for a half. We struggled against the 49ers. I don't think they're playing good football. Road game, always tough. A good defense. Mediocre serviceable offense. Could spell some trouble. Our kicking game is in shambles. I, I think that the Packers are in trouble right now. It's not that, oh, I'm prepping myself. I honestly do not think that the Packers are playing at the top of their game right now. So you think 
because the Packers are not playing at the top of their game, they can't beat the Bears. I so that so, – no, 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 hold on, time hold out. On. Can I use my – Because, thir- no, you go on the road, home field advantage in the NFL, typically it's four and a half to five points. Four and a half to five points. Right. The Packers, to win on the road, I don't care who it is on the road. Like, so what I look at is, okay, you look at what the Texans and the Patriots last week is a perfect example. If you do not come out ready to play, then you can almost lose to the Houston Texans. I'm going to tell you exactly what needs to happen in this football game. The Bears need to win the coin toss. The Bears need to say, we want the ball. And they got to go down. And and they got to go down and score. If you say we're going to defer and Aaron Rodgers goes down to score and we have to play from behind, it's going to be a different football game. But if the Bears can somehow get the ball first and go down and put some points on the board, even if it's just a field goal, put some points on the board, put Aaron Rodgers down at the 25, don't go three and out, punt it to him, give it to him at the 50. I truly think that this is that that's the recipe for a good start for the Bears. So here's here's my question for you two as Bears fans. Okay. I'm gonna let Brett go yeah, first. Brett, Brett, go first on this. All right. What would be worse right. for you? The Bears getting blown out or another late Aaron Rodgers game winning drive in Soldier Field? Which one would be worse? You know, this isn't how I'd normally answer this question, but give me the late Aaron Rodgers comeback because you know what? He does it all the time. He's done it to the Bears. He's done it to everybody. I think a blowout at this point, This, like I said, this is going to be the start of a new era for the Bears, I believe. And you can't start a new era off with a blowout. I just – you can't. Maybe maybe it would motivate them better to be better in Green Bay, but I, I just don't like their odds to win in Green Bay. They got to win this one here in Chicago. And another thing, I think, I think you've got to cover your butt, Josh. Uh, the, the with all the Bears slander I've been hearing on this podcast the last few weeks, you know, and it's not just me that believes this. I was uh, mowing the lawn the other day, and Christian's mom, we were talking, and she's like, "You got to tell Josh to stop with this. He's just <laughs> hating on the Bears and hating on the Bears. You know what? They beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders handily. Yeah, here's my thing." What I said from the beginning in all of this about the Chicago Bears, you can go back and you can listen. The biggest problem with the Chicago Bears was Matthew Nagy. That's what I said from the very beginning. Did I not? He did. And guess what? They're getting that problem solved. They are. Now, I don't think that the Bears are necessarily a playoff team this year. I don't. I don't think they are. Could I be wrong? Yeah, I could be. And it could be another one of those instances where the defense carries them. I do not think Justin Fields is ready to be the guy. I think you have to play him in order to get him ready to be the guy, but he's not there yet. And it's fine. He's young. But my thing is you have a good defense for Chicago. It is. It is a good defense. Now, I will caveat that by saying that they have not stopped a team with the weapons that the Green Bay Packers have yet this year. They haven't. They haven't gone up against an offense like this. So how good is the defense? We'll find out on Sunday. Now, if the defense is as good as what they showed on Sunday, 
Yeah, I think the Packers could be in trouble. Like Christian and I said early on, if this game is played in the 20s, the Packers are in trouble. But if this game gets into the upper 20s, 30s, maybe even tipping 40, I do not think the Chicago Bears can outscore people. So it's not so much slander. And I tell people this all the time. I don't care about the Chicago Bears. Like, I just, I don't. I'm not one of those Packer fans that glories in every Chicago Bear loss. Most of this is just giving Christian a hard time because he likes to pull 2016 out of his hat. Every two saying, hey, we've won once in the last century. We're better organization than the White Sox. And so I'm just like, dude, your football team is literally moving to Arlington Heights, Illinois. But I don't care about the Bears. Like, I, and I don't know, maybe it's because I watch so many sporting events as athletic director that I'm just like, all right, a game's a game. You move on, you go to the next one. But like, I, I told him, like, I'm not fired up about this really at all, which is weird for me. But I just, I don't know. I, I think that the Bears play well enough with a young offense like that. They get up for big moments. And I think that they could beat the Packers on Sunday. And I think that another thing, Brett, that we touched on earlier is that, and I, I do agree with this, I think this is a bigger game for the Bears than it is for the Packers. And I think yeah. because they won in Vegas, that I think this crowd on Sunday is going to be hyped. I think it's going to be one of the better crowds you've heard in Chicago since that 2018 playoff team. I think it's going to resemble a lot of the crowd they had when the bears clinched the division against the Packers. I'm saying like energy wise and like excitement wise for a bears Packers game in Chicago. I think this is a huge game for the bears. And I think it's a huge opportunity for Justin Fields and this offense to get right. I don't think the Packers defense is as scary. And I just, I really think that this could be the, the game that gets the bears going And that defense, if they can cause a turnover or two and Justin Fields can get the ball down the field, we run the ball. And I told, again, Damian Williams, Damian Williams and uh, Khalil Herbert are two good running backs that can get you, you know, down the field. And I'm, I'm excited about this game. I know Josh, you said you weren't, I'm pumped. I cannot wait for Sunday at noon. And I want to hear that horn. I want to hear that air raid siren going off at kickoff. I'm I'm ready. I think this would be a great game. See, and you guys are talking about the offensive side of the ball. As a Packer fan, though, like the the this game is going to be decided. I think honestly, on if the Packers defense shows up or not, because if you compare the offenses. There's not a single thing that I think that the Bears have an advantage over the Green Bay Packers on the offensive side of the ball. I think the Packers have a better run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon than the Bears do. Now, if David Montgomery was in, I would throw it back and say, okay, that's probably a toss-up. But right now, the Packers have a better run game. Quarterback, it's not even close. Aaron Rodgers is better than Justin Fields. Wide receivers, Packers, much better than the Chicago Bears. Offensive line. Don't I maybe that's the toss up that you have there where the Bears huge advantages right now is on the defensive side of the ball. If the Bears defense is what they were last week, this will be a close game. And I think that is where it tips towards the Bears. 
if the Bears defense struggle, maybe like they did against Cleveland, something like that, I think Aaron Rodgers has a field day. Yeah, and there's two two things real quick. I don't know if there's a run time limit or whatever, but two things real quick. Um, first thing, uh, I got to clear something up about the Packers defense. Um, my best friend, Charlie Schmidgall, he's a huge Packers fan, and he likes to tell me about all these Smiths that the Packers have, uh, Zadarius and Jalen, and then what's the other one? I don't know, but I, I don't think Z's playing, Zadarius is even playing this week. Yeah, but so he likes I, to talk I, I, about all these Smiths. And I just want to make it clear, Roquan Smith is the best Smith in the NFL. Hopefully I didn't forget about some other Smith. Um, And then the second thing, everybody who's listening right now, I want you to stop what you're doing, grab some sort of permanent writing utensil, and write down, this is what I'm saying, Bears are going to make the playoffs because – there's seven teams in the playoffs this year. The Bears are going to sneak in as the undeserving seventh seed. Those are my two uh, thoughts. I like having Brett. Can we have Brett on more often? I like <laughs> Brett. It's so nice. This is why Brett's like the little brother that I never had. This is this. He's that guy. Making me tear up. Bedroom. <laughs> hey, when did you start going to Washington Township? Say that again. When, when did you start going to Dub T? Um, eighth grade, best decision of my life, uh, left Chesterton and went to, we moved to Washington Township and never looked back. So you, you did not have the misfortune of having Cindy as a teacher. I'm sorry. I mean, the fortune (laughs) as a teacher, but see, Charlie did. And that's why Charlie's a smart man. Um, so, well, Hey man, it was great having you on, uh, I'm sure we'll probably have you on another week. Oh, we got to. Uh, and I mean, maybe we just came <laughs> on for the whole thing and we just have a guest co-host. Yeah, I think uh, that would for, for the week. So, um, Man, I must have really impressed. Hey, it's just fun having you on, talking a little football. Uh, for all of our listeners out there, we know that this week was a little bit longer. But hey, it's rivalry week, the showdown in the Chi-Town. Um, thank you guys all for listening and enjoy the football. <laughs>